Welcome back to We Might Be Overthinking This But, the podcast where we dissect this week's headlines and give you our in-depth and unsolicited opinions. I'm your host, Leo. And I'm your other host, Dara. Oh my gosh, have you been like overthinking anything lately? I've been overthinking everything yeah. lately. But have particularly all our celebrity sightings that we've been having in the past week, which I have been everything. Know. It's been crazy. I, it's been so crazy. Okay, so first one up. Uh, okay, I think we need to tell the full story for the first sighting. Yeah. Which is that our queen, Taylor Swift, Taylor Allison Swift, announced that the next Taylor's version album will be... The Red Album. Red Album, which is coming with... 30 tracks and a 10 minute version of All Too Well. Okay. All Too Well is super important in just like the canon of Taylor. Taylor. Of Taylor. Of Taylor lore. Of Taylor lore. Exactly. And it's about Jake Gyllenhaal. And there's Mm -hmm. a line about how she left her scarf at his sister's house who, who is, is famously maggie gyllenhaal yeah so we are sitting uh out on an outdoor sidewalk patio bar ha- yes having i think i'm having a rosé you're having a moscow cocktail yep. mm-hmm. and Aaliyah is reading to me taylor's instagram post about red. about red yep. as you as you just so eloquently said yep but i just want them to know that it like how succinct yeah. the moment was i'm literally reading about this all too well version and who walks by but none like other literally than. right after we yeah. had just inhaled them from here i think we like sat back and we're just like in a daze oh my god and then right at that moment maggie gyllenhaal walks by looking like just dripping in well yeah like white women well she's wearing a blue and white like wrapped dress that is like just per and i literally i noticed her first because like i'm facing the way she's like walking towards yeah. and like literally like Prior to that, I was thinking about how, because where, where are we? Cobble Hill? Yeah, because we're yeah. right across the street from the Cobble mm-hmm. Hill Cinema. Yeah. And I was actually just thinking prior to that how s- slobby and slovenly everyone is like looking. Yeah. And I'm just, I mean, there's this white man sitting behind a lady oh, that won't shut up wearing cargo shorts. I have to look at him in cargo shorts, black people socks, are, and new balances. People are Why don't you just kill me now? After COVID. So. With that being said, with that mindset, yeah, that I'm in already, yeah. In comes Maggie, Maggie. walking right by. Lovely new haircut, sunglasses, dainty gold jewelry. I mean, she's just—it's amazing. And I'm just yeah. like literally say to myself, like, "Wow, that's a really nice dress." Look up at that face, that iconic face, and I'm like, <laughs> "Okay, so like." I don't want her to see me see her, but like I obviously have to inform Aaliyah what just happened. You played it cool. You played it cool. I played it. Perfect. I played it cool. And I feel like I waited to like the right yeah. exact second. Yeah. Because then I could see her as she passed by me and was then in front of me. Right. And, and then she's like very tall. And like I knew your reaction like wasn't going to be that stout. Yeah. So no. I knew I had to wait till like she was like in front of you but i was very very tempted to to turn the corner i was very tempted to run up to her and say maggie 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 there's a 10 minute version of all too well do you still have the scarf she claims she doesn't have it she doesn't have it and she doesn't know and she also claims she doesn't know what we're talking about i know you have it maggie you know you have the scarf give us the scarf 
Ready? Drop the location pin. Just drop it. <laughs> I thought you were going to say that when she turned the corner that you were really tempted to follow her home. Well, I was also tempted but to like that too. But I've already seen her house on um, Architectural Digest. That's so true. I know That's there's true. a fireplace on every single floor. Yeah. Like actually. Yeah. There's a fireplace in their bedroom. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Heart so, That's how they heat the house. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, the house. they actually don't even have gas. Nope. No. It's just pure fire. Pure fire. And, and vibes. Love of, <laughs> the passion of their love just heating the house. This used to actually have a classic regular fireplace mantle. Of which this is left over. And we put our own bespoke fireplace up. We actually heat the house just with those a lot of the time because we have four of them. And come on in here. We also built this. Okay. So that's our first love sighting. And that yeah. happens fr- That happens on... It's a Juneteenth miracle. Oh my God! Look at that! Look the, at God! Our ancestors' wildest dreams. Look at God! Wildest <laughs> dreams. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Everywhere. Okay, so then cut to Tuesday, and I love that. Like every, well, I love how I was about to say every slurry sighting. It's only two. Only two. But Whoa! Like, this has been uh, three in two weeks. Three in two weeks? Because we saw Matt James and Rachel last week. Oh, that's true. That's true. That's true. And like, well, with the exception of Matt James and Rachel, the other two celebrity sightings were like very like locationally like specific. Like Maggie Gyllenhaal and Cobble Hill perfection. Mm -hmm. The next celebrity sighting we're about to tell you about. It makes sense too, but what's that girl's name? I looked it up. I'm glad someone came for a fair... Someone is working. What's that quote from Devil Wars Prada? Why is no one No, ready? that's the wrong quote. You don't know what I'm talking about. Anywho. Um, but that does fit for this. Jordan Alexander. Jordan Alexander. See, you don't even know. Jordan Alexander. She's the Listen, new. Listen, that's a pretty good, yeah, like. Yeah, that is. But tell the people who she is. She's the new, one of the new stars of the new, of the reboot of Gossip Girl. Yeah. We went to this event on Tuesday and we walked and it was just like black excellence. It was just like, was it? Well, it was at first. We mm. thought it was. It like, was oh, at, uh, first, at first. Okay. It was just like the coolest black, the coolest black people you've yes. ever seen. Like so standing hip. in line to get into Essex House, um, Ludlow House. Okay. And I see this girl, beautiful, with a shaved head. And it's like, how often do you see girls, young girls, with yeah. like shaved heads? And I was like, that is the girl from. Gossip Girl. Yeah. She was, she plays the like Serena Blair combination character. Yeah. Yeah. Like kind of like the yeah, queen, so the she's queen like bee. One of the four main girls. She's one of the four main girls. Um, Jordan Alexander. Yep. She And I think later on I saw another one of the girls from Gossip Girl, but I couldn't be 100% sure. But I, they were together, so it kind of makes sense. Right. I could of. only see like the side of her face. Did she have her hair out or was it? Yeah, her hair was down. Okay, like it's not letting me look up what this girl's name is, so it doesn't mm-hmm. even really matter, but we saw her. Yeah, and she was very much walking in because Gossip Girl premieres in July. She was walking like, oh my God, this is like the last time I'll be able to be like anonymous. Like my whole life is about to change when I have <laughs> my HBO Max reboot show. It will plot twist but we'll see because maybe. you never know you'll get there girl maybe one day we'll see um crazier things have happened crazier things have happened i mean look at i mean she's working Blake with Lively. Kristen bell 
Look at everybody lively. She's still kicking it. Exactly. Who would have thought? Gossip Girl premieres July 8th, if anyone's curious. Yeah. I am excited, though. On HBO Max. Yeah, it looks cute. I am going to watch. Yeah, so yesterday in open court, Britney Spears spoke candidly via the phone for 24 minutes about the conservatorship that she's been living under for the past 13 years. We're not going to read you the whole 24-minute transcript because it's a lot, but you can go to Variety.com and read the whole thing, which I would definitely highly recommend you doing. Um, But we're going to get into most of it because, honestly, some of the things she says are, like, pretty unbelievable. Yeah, it's really jarring. So let's... um unpack some of the big bombs that Brittany was dropping yesterday. She begins by addressing the court by referencing the last time that she spoke to the court, which was two years ago in May 2019. Brittany starts talking about how she's living under constant fear, intimidation, and abuse under everyone on her management team. And these are people that she's paying, her therapist, and specifically her dad. And she goes into specifics about what they've been putting her through starting the point that she starts at is 2018 Mm -hmm. when she was forced to go on tour or told that she'd be sued by her management if she didn't go on tour which is also a trap because under the conservatorship Spears can't hire her own attorney she's a court appointed attorney Mm -hmm. um so she had to go on tour and she says, so out Wait, of fe- so who hired the lawyer she has now? The hire the lawyer that she has now was appointed to her in 2008 by uh, Judge Rivia Gotez uh-huh. because she deemed Spears incapable of choosing her own attorney. Oh, my God. Yeah. So okay. and that's still the attorney that she has to this day. OK, wow. Um, so she didn't want to go on tour, but she said, I I went out of fear. So I went ahead and I did the tour. Spears then talks about how right after she finished up her tour, she had to start rehearsing for her Vegas residency right away with no break in between. And prior to that tour, she'd already been doing a four year Vegas residency with no break in between either. So she goes from four year Vegas residency tour Mm -hmm. to Back to the Vegas Rhythm City. Mm-hmm. Bus. Another no show. S- no sleep. Club. Another bus. No sleep. Club. Airplane. Club. <laughs> yes. Like, no literally. Sleep. Except for, like, without any of, like, the fun. No fun. Of that. Exactly. Yeah. No fun. So, and this is in her own words. She says, no breaks in between. But what Brittany is also telling the judge is not only the abuse that she's suffering and the ex- exploitation that she's being forced to work under but also how fully capable of a person that she is right and that she doesn't deserve to be under this conservatorship at all and, and if, she says well i just okay, want to read sorry. you real quickly like and i think this is a really important watershed moment when mm-hmm. she speaks up and says this because i basically direct most of the show and i'm rehearsing four days a week at the time she goes on to say and i thought this was so great I actually did most of the choreography, meaning I taught my dancers the new choreography myself. I take everything I do very seriously. There's tons of video of me at rehearsals. I wasn't good. I was great. 
I led a crew of 16 new dancers in rehearsal. Yeah. And we watched the video today and she's great. Yeah. But I wanted to talk about for a second um, her voice and the mm-hmm. way because there is some audio clips. And a lot of times people talk about like her voice and the way she sounds on her Instagram post. Mm-hmm. She sounds what people think are people perceive her as like kind of not being all there. She sounds like a little yeah. kooky, yeah. like just off in yeah. general, a little robotic, maybe a, and a little like, yeah, very if, robotic. If there was a term for like dead um, behind the eyes, it'd be like dead in the voice box. Yeah. Just very, uh, the no soul. But when you listen to her, this court tape, yeah, she sounds like the most, herself that she's sounded in years she sounds sure and confident and determined and very powerful and like another in her instagram post she often sounds like a little girl also she kind of puts on a baby voice and she sounds like a grown-ass woman on these court Mm -hmm. tapes and it's yeah so that was that's kind of like a very like oh Getting to see her be so candid. Yeah. And, and she sounds fully there and yeah. fully present, which is something like they always say, like, she's not that, like, yeah. we need to help her because she's just mentally unwell. Yeah. But. All I want is to own my money for this to end and my boyfriend um, to drive me in his fucking car. And I would honestly like to sue my family, to be totally honest with you. Um, I also would like to be able to short share my story with the world and um, what they did to me instead of it being a hush-hush secret to benefit all of them. I want to be able to be heard on what they did to me by making me keep this in for so long is not good for my heart. I've been so angry and I cry every day. It concerns me. I'm told I'm not allowed to expose the people who did this to me. For my sanity, I need you to the judge to approve me, do do an interview where I can be heard on what they did to me. And actually, I have the right to use my voice and take up for myself. My attorney says I can't... um, it's not good. I can't let the public know anything. Yeah, I mean, she says that. Okay, so then she goes on to say that it was during her rehearsal for her Vegas show that mm-hmm. things get even worse, if you can believe that that's possible oh, at this time. Lord, yeah. Um, it happened at a time when she refused to do a certain dance move. She said, no, she didn't want to do that dance move. And Brittany says it's like, she planted a huge bomb somewhere mm-hmm. after she said no her management dancers everyone went into a room without her for 45 minutes spears said they shut the door and didn't come out for 45 minutes oh my god spears says to the judge ma'am i am not here to be anyone's slave i can say no to a dance move yeah Spears says that uh, she had a therapist at the time dr benson who died in 2019 and at that rehearsal, after she said no, he was called and told that she was not cooperating or following the guidelines of her rehearsal. She says, and he also said I wasn't taking my medication, which is so dumb because I've had the same lady every morning for the past eight years give me my same medication, and I'm nowhere near these stupid people. It made no sense at all. And then this is when things get really dark and twisted because she says that she talks about one week where everyone in her management team was all of a sudden super nice to her. Mm-hmm. And she said, and they, they came to her and said, Brittany, if you don't want to do the Vegas show, you don't have to. So Brittany said, no. I, sheep's I, clothing. I don't want to do the Vegas show. I'm glad that you finally accepted that. Mm-hmm. And no. And Brittany says that it was like a 200-pound weight had been lifted off of her. Yeah. But Spears 
said that she was wary of their kindness and she thought that there could be some kind of backlash backlash or retribution doled out to her for saying no to Vegas. In Spears' own words, she says, so I remember telling my assistant, but you know what? I feel weird if I say no. I feel like they're going to come back and be mean to me or punish me or something. Three days later, after I said no to Vegas, my therapist sat me down in a room and said he had a million phone calls about how I was not cooperating in rehearsals. I haven't been taking my medication. All this was false. He immediately, the next day, put me on lithium out of nowhere. He took me off my normal meds I've been on for five years. And lithium is a very, very strong and completely different medication compared to what I was used to. You can go mentally impaired if you take too much, if you stay on it longer than five months. But he put me on that and I felt drunk. I really couldn't even take up for myself. I told him I was scared and my doctors had me on six, on six different nurses with the new medication. Come to my house, stay with me to monitor me on this new medication, which I was never which I never wanted to be on to begin with. There were six different nurses in my home and they wouldn't let me get into my car or go anywhere for a month. She goes, not only did my family not do a goddamn thing, my dad was all for it. Anything that happened to me had to be approved by my dad. He was the one who approved all of it. My family did nothing. And so we talked a little bit about Jamie the last time we talked about this free Britney case. Yeah. But I want to kind of just like recap for people like. Definitely. Jamie was not a stable father figure throughout her uh, childhood. Yeah. He um, had alcohol issues. He could rarely keep a job. And it was really Britney has been. been the breadwinner for their her entire family since she was like nine yeah you know so like this like he's painted his own narrative of himself that he's this loving father who's now who swooped in 13 years ago to right all the wrongs and get her back on track and take care of her yeah and be the one looking out for Mm -hmm. her the one to center her down yeah she was out with the paparazzi whiling all night the one to keep off all the leeches yes and yeah, only to find out he's the biggest. That he was the biggest leech, leech of, of the all. You yeah, know? she doesn't have a good relationship with him. She never really has. All throughout his, her childhood, he drank too much, mm-hmm. hit her mom. Allegations of verbal and uh, physical abuse was written about in Lynn Spears' right. memoir. Mm-hmm. So, like, he is not like when people keep saying like, "Oh." It's her dad wanting, you know, the best for her. Yeah. This is not the father figure that, you know, the parental figure no. that, you know, people are thinking of no. when they think of a good dad looking out for her. He's right. a, been a very absentee dad. Yeah. He's referred to her as a racehorse mm-hmm. that needs to be treated as such. Mm-hmm. Um, he's talked about even before uh, she broke it big about how she was going to make it and he, his daughter was going to get him a bow. So he's yeah. always looked at her as a means to an end. Yeah. You know, means Money. to financial gain. So, cash. you know, it's no surprise that he kind of took this opportunity of vulnerability in 2007, yeah, 2008. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Instead of actually getting her real help. Yeah. And there's which actually, doesn't require a conservatorship. Yeah. There's videos, videos of them not getting along and, f- and, you see the broken relationship even before her breakdown. Right. right. 
But yeah, continue. It's so crazy. Okay, so let's continue. Um, now, this is what Brin- when Brittany tells the judge that things are about to get even crazier. Brittany says that over the holidays, her dad tells her that she's failed a drug test. What? And that she's going to have to go to a small house in Beverly Hills for rehab. And that Brittany <sighs> is going to have to pay 60 grand a month for this. And let's remind people that this is already on top of all the money that they've already mm-hmm. drained from her because everyone, she has to pay for everyone's attorney. Yeah. She has to pay for everyone's everything while she's fighting this conservatorship. Yeah. She has to pay for not They're only t- her attorneys, but for all the attorneys that her management team and father is hiring to keep this thing going. Yeah. And they're hiring a, yeah. a shit ton of attorneys. Yeah. I just read in the Times just before the show mm-hmm. that a recent attorney bill for her father's attorney almost amounted to 900 grand. Oh, my God. And that was for four weeks of work. Oh, my God. For four weeks. Of work. They're draining this girl. She's her not going to have any. It's dwindling. Yeah, her I know. Her net worth used to be, used to be like 300 closer million. to 300 million. Yeah. You guys, Britney Spears has been famous for 20 years. Yeah. Think about her residencies. Think about her tours. She was famous when people still bought albums. Exactly. They hate her them. net worth used to be massive on the track of like Beyonce. Yeah. Now her net worth is $60 million. It's because they are hemorrhaging money from this woman. Oh my God. It's hemorrhaging. so sad. It's so sad. And then she talks about how she wants to get her cabinets restained. And her dad tells her it, that's too much money. Yeah. And she can't do it. And I like the money thing really really bothers me because of like you know you think about how much they make her work and she doesn't even get to right. spend or she control. doesn't even get to hold her own credit yeah, cards she doesn't get any control of her money which is why i think i mean i don't know think this is her thinking because she seems like like she's coming from such a pure place of just wanting to be free yeah and to just tell her story but like she talks about like that's why she didn't know that the um that she was going to be recorded. I know. And I love really happy. Well, she knew with, as it was being recorded. Yeah, yeah, but okay. yeah, I know. Beforehand, yeah. she didn't know. And she was so happy to find out because all she wants is for people to know the truth. Mm-hmm. But she talks about like, I just wanted to give an interview. Like I will do any, like I wanted to talk to the press directly, but like yeah. I am, I was thinking about how when she hopefully fingers crossed does finally Gets get this, yeah. the, because everyone's already making all these documentaries you know obviously the new york times hulu one that yeah. people have talked about a lot but when she's able to make her own that she's in control of oh my god it's yeah. gonna sell when for she so can, much like, money one-on-one with the director it's gonna sell for so much yeah money. oh oprah? my god oprah documentary interviews yeah books people she's people gonna want the whole no hopefully be able to make it all back very quickly that, i think she will i was thinking all that and i really well. hope that yeah. she can because I'm, like if she even wants to make it all back to that degree because no, she's I talked know. about yeah. wanting to like in this Stop go into working. retirement and like yeah. disappear yes and i know she does but like if she doesn't want to work she's gonna want i mean i know 60 million dollars is enough to live off no of, i feel like but yeah, I, know what you mean. I don't know just for me i'm sure she'd like, love to sell like an interview yeah. and like do a documentary absolutely yeah. and then maybe it can be done and then mm-hmm. she can go yeah be with her man and her babies so then she goes on to talk about how okay so she has to go pay 60 grand a month for this rehab because she quote-unquote failed a drug test right. She was crying on the phone, and this is her dad, Jamie. He called her up and informed her of this. Mm-hmm. And she, Brittany says that she cried on the phone for over an hour about this. And Brittany says that her dad loved every minute. 
the control he had over someone as powerful as me, she says. He loved the control to hurt his own daughter. A hundred thousand percent. He loved it. Gross. So then Brittany had to give in because she had absolutely no other choice. So she packs her bags for California. And at this time when he told her that, you know, you failed your drug test, you got to go to this rehab. She was in Louisiana for holidays with her kids finally. So like. Just right. Takes her away from her kids at, during the holidays. Yeah. Great like, dad. T- totally. Yeah. So Brittany goes to the shit hole in Beverly Hills and she says that the one thing, the only thing that's similar in California to her living conditions in this facility were conditions that victims of sex trafficking have to live under because this place took everything away from her. They took her. And this is what she said. She mm-hmm. said the only people who have to live like this are people who are victims of sex trafficking yeah. because they took her phone, they took her wallet, they took her passport, everything. And she st- had to stay in this house 24-7 with the people who worked there. They live there as well. And so the nurses, the security guards were there 24-7. Brittany was never alone when she had to change clothes, the nurses would watch her naked at every moment. She says, my body, I had no privacy door on for my room. I had to give eight vows of blood a week. What? Why is she giving blood? What's I the have, blood I for? don't know. I can't get over this If blood anyone part. can like DM us like a link if they found any like articles like linking explaining why. Eight vials because of actually, blood? I was listening to a clip of an audio that I saw on the TikTok where she was recanting, where she was saying oh, this, this part. part. Yeah. And it sounded like she said eight gallons of blood. Okay. And even in the transcript yeah. on variety, it says eight inaudible uh-huh. in parentheses and then vials. So I feel like that was like very best guess yeah. of like what she meant. Yeah. But it sounded like she said eight gallons. Oh my like God. I and I yeah, I mean I'm not a doctor, like, famously, but, like, no. I don't think a, per- a human can give eight no, gallons. No, she probably meant, like... A blood a week. No, I don't know. I don't, I don't know. know. I don't think so, though. But, yeah, if anyone knows, like... Are there like, any vampires listening? Like, <laughs> you can DM us. Seriously. And she says... She goes on to say that while she was there, she was not allowed to see her kids or her boyfriend. Um, she loves her mans. She told the judge that when she was lying, when she told the world she was happy and she was okay, she said, she said that she thought if she said it enough times, she might become happy because I'm in, I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it, she says. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. And I'm depressed. I cry every day. And ma'am, I will tell you, sitting in a chair 10 hours a day, seven days a week, it ain't fun. And especially when you can't walk out the front door. And that's why I'm telling you this again two years later. After I've lied and told the whole world I'm okay and I'm happy, it's a lie. I thought I just maybe I said that enough. Maybe I might become happy because I've been in denial. I've been in shock. I am traumatized. You know, fake it till you make it. But now I'm telling you the truth, okay? I'm not happy. I can't sleep. I'm so angry. It's insane. And I'm depressed. I cry every day. And the reason I'm telling you this is because I don't think how the state of California can have all this written in the court documents from the time I showed up and do absolutely nothing. Just hire with my money another person to keep and keep my dad on board. My gosh. So... 
Brittany doesn't just want the conservatorship to end. She wants justice for what has been done to yep. her. She doesn't just want these people to get away with what they've done. She says, ma'am, my dad and anyone involved in this conservatorship and my management who played a huge role in punishing me when I said no, ma'am, they should be in jail. And she drives home the point when she states that she that the conservatorship should end when you can see a person fully mm. capable working 24 hours and supporting the livelihoods of hundreds of people. She says a conservatorship should end at that point, period. Yeah, because then another thing she also reiterates is, because a lot when people first heard of evaluating this conservatorship, a lot of the narratives like, conservatorships rarely end it's really really hard to break them but the reason that they never end is because there's something that are given to incredibly old people in the end stages of life Mm -hmm. they usually have onset dementia and it's the last resort and so another thing she's pleading for (laughs) so they never end because people die and another thing she's pleading for is to end the conservative conservatorship without evaluation basically just like Right now, he's starting starting immediately. Yeah. And she goes, I've done a lot of research and that there are cases where conservatorships have ended without evaluation. So I'm pleading with you, the judge, talking to the judge here yeah. to please end this now. Yeah. She's literally and she talks a lot her. about what the research she's done. I mean, I'm surprised they let her even go to the Internet. Well, she says, I'm talking today because I feel again. Yes. Even Jody, who is her acting conservative of, of her body, of her, her person, body. of mm-hmm, her person, mm-hmm. is starting to kind of take it too far with me. They have me going to therapy twice a week and a psychiatrist. I've never in the past. Wait, they had me going. Yeah, twice a week and Doctor Gold. So that's three times a week. I never in the past had to see a therapist more than once a week. It takes too much out of me going to this man I don't know. And she goes on to say, number one, I'm scared of people. Same girl. So sad. I don't trust people with what I've been through and the clever setup of being in Westlake, one of the most exposed places in Westlake, which yesterday paparazzi showed me coming out of the place, literally crying in therapy. It's embarrassing. It's demoralizing. I deserve privacy when I go and have therapy either at my home. Like I've done for eight years. They've always come to my home or when Dr. Benson, the man that died, I went to a place (laughs) similar to that. To what I had went to in Westlake, which was very exposed and really bad. Okay, so where was I? It was like, it was identical to Dr. Benson, who illegally, yes, 100% abused me by the treatment he gave me, to be totally honest with you. Oh, my God. And at this point, the judge, like, literally tells her to, like, slow down because the court reporter can't keep up with her I talking. Know. Aren't the court reporter supposed to be off. able to, like... I know, but I think, like, Brittany's, like, just, they like... Have she's, like singing at this point and Brittany literally goes okay cool yeah and picks up right where she left off okay cool we'll do okay cool bitch keep up yeah she goes picks up right where she left off and to be totally honest with you when dr benson passed away i got on my knees and thanked god yeah yikes so she goes on and i'm just gonna read oh my gosh I have two more quotes because her words are so powerful. They are. In other words, my team is pushing it with me again. I've trapped phobia. I've trapped phobia being in small rooms because of the trauma. 
locking me up for four months in that place. It's not okay for them to send me, sorry, I'm going too fast, to the small room like that. Twice a week with another new therapist that I pay that I've never even approved. I don't like it. I don't want to do that. And I haven't done anything wrong to deserve this treatment. I don't feel like I can live a full life. I don't owe them to go see a man I don't know and share him my problems. I don't even believe in therapy. I always think you take it to God. Take it to God. Take it to God. I take it to God and a therapist because I'm double crazy. I want to end the conservatorship without being evaluated which is right, yeah. exactly what you're saying. In the meantime, I want this therapist once a week. I just want him to come to my house. I'm not willing to go to Westlake and be embarrassed by all these scummy paparazzi laughing at my face while I'm crying, coming out and taking my pictures. Yeah. And I don't know if you're going to get to this later, but like another thing she talks about is like, like the people controlling her and telling her what to do. And when she's paying them and like mm-hmm. that twisted logic, she's like, why are you, I'm, I'm, she's like, I'm supposed to be telling you what to do. I'm yeah. paying you. And like this therapist is just bleeding her dry of her money and like trying to keep seeing her three times a week so he can charge her for exactly. that. Even when it's and not probably necessary. tell her things that like her management and dad are telling him yeah, to, tell, to her. tell her, which is why he's calling her telling being like, I hear you've been disruptive at rehearsals. Right. Why are you hearing about rehearsals? Like back up. Right. Like, there's absolutely no boundaries in her none life. none like everyone no one, is just out to and everyone's a direct line to her dad yeah no one's really for her no she has no no one backing her up um and then Brittany talks about how the COVID 19 lockdown just made things even worse yeah and made Brittany even more isolated from the world um her team kept lying to her and telling her that she couldn't get even a manicure or massage even though she would see maids coming in every day with their nails done. And Brittany says she knows for a fact that her mama was getting her nails done at a spot in Louisiana. Um, this is a dr- I mean, girl, I relate to that. I do yeah. feel that in COVID. Like, I know. I was thinking, I was like, okay, I didn't get a manicure or massage throughout the year I, yeah. of COVID. But when we saw people, I also am not Britney Spears and couldn't have someone come to my right. house if I wanted to. So, like, they were just doing this to fuck with her yeah totally because it was something that would have brought her joy yeah and made her feel comfortable and they don't want her to feel comfortable it she says it took it also took a year during COVID to get me any self-care method she said there were no services available she's lying ma'am my mama went to the spot and (laughs) she being jody's lying to her my mama went to the spot twice in louisiana during COVID. for a year i didn't have my nails done no hairstyling, no massages, no acupuncture, nothing for a year. I saw the maids in my home each week with their nails done different each time. She made me feel like my dad does. Very similar her behavior and my dad, just a different dynamic. She yeah. goes on to say, my team wants me to work and stay home instead of having longer vacations. They are used to me sort of doing a weekly routine for them, and I'm over it. I don't feel like I owe them sharing owe them anything at this point they need to be reminded they actually work for me exactly i'm supposed to be able to i have a friend i used to do aa meetings with i did aa for two years i did three meetings a week i met a bunch of women there and i'm not Mm -hmm. able to see my friends that live eight minutes away from me which i find extremely strange completely isolated her yep 
I feel like they're making me feel like I live in a rehab program. This is my home. I'd like for my boyfriend to be able to drive me in his car. And I want to meet with a therapist once a week, not twice a week. And I want him to come to my home because actually, no, I do need a little therapy. Which is so cute. And she, there's like a little parentheses laughing. Ah, uh, such a. She still got it. Yeah, she's charming as ever. But this is like the biggest. Like I think everyone's probably seen this all over the news. Like this is the bombshell. Yeah, this is which, what like, really caught it's me. It's so crazy because like it comes out towards the end mm-hmm. when you're already like laying flat on the ground. Like yeah. you cannot believe what this woman's been going through for over a decade, and then she drops, honestly, like the most disturbing piece of information of I think the entire account is she says, I would like to progressively move forward and I want to have the real deal. I want to be able to get married and have a baby. I was told right now in the conservatorship, I'm not able to get married or have a baby. I have an IUD inside myself right now, so I don't get pregnant. I want to take the IUD out so I could start trying to have another baby. This so-called team won't let me go to the doctor to take it out because they don't want me to have children, any more children. So basically, this conservatorship is doing way more harm than good. That last sentence is her, her words. Yeah, that's totally her words. Um, that is so disturbing. That is like forced sterilization on women. Yeah. There's a history of that. And... Like that to me was I was like, can we call the ACLU? Like, yeah, I actually saw honestly, Megan McCain of all I people. I was so hoping that the next words out of your mouth weren't going to be Megan McCain. I'm sorry, she has been able. To it's throw a human her. rights issue, and Megan McCain wants the FBI to look into it. And you know what? For once in my life, I, I agree. agree with her. Yeah, that is that's incredibly. A, that is a human rights issue. Yeah. You cannot control someone's reproductive rights. I mean, the Republicans would like to say that you can, but I'm here to say you you cannot. cannot. Like, that's a wild. I cannot believe that. That is disgusting because they want her to be working. Right. Constantly. Yeah. Oh, my God. And also just further goes to their point, like. Like, they don't want her to have anything that could make her have a separate life from them. Yeah. Yeah. That's so crazy that they have a force age. Like, that honestly blows my mind. But, like, okay, so, like, where, how do you, she clearly has the public on her side. Yeah. But is how can that we use enough? this momentum for real actually getting her out of the conservatorship? Yeah. Is that enough for the judge to overturn it? Do you think well, that there's. Well, I think the judge, Judge Penny, right? Yeah. It, totally is up to her yeah it's just in her hands and i mean Brittany even is like pleased with her she goes i don't know how you're making your decision but what i, I want clearly i know she like literally tells her like she just goes, in she case goes, i want to know what, what where your mind is at yeah what you're thinking and what you're thinking because and she's like i don't even want to get off the phone with you yeah because as soon as i do all i'm going to hear is no which is no 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 and no. i think she was also saying because she's so often or always kept out of conversations of her own about her own life so she's like i don't want to get off the phone because you're gonna just talk about me and i'm not gonna be able to have a say in it right exactly and then you're gonna come back and say the answer's no exactly i wish i could stay with you on the phone forever because when i get off the phone with you all of a sudden all of i hear i hear all these no's 
no, no, no. And then all of a sudden I get, I feel ganged up on and I feel bullied and I feel left out and alone. And I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have the same rights as anybody does by having a child, a family, any of those things. I just, I, I can't, I don't, I can't imagine after this, the, what the judge's reasoning would be to keep her in it unless she's in on it too. That's what I was going to say. I was like, the only way. And I thought that the reason why this, well, the reasoning that we might be thinking and that her, Brittany and her team, like, well, she doesn't really have a real team, yeah. but her lawyer and her might be thinking that this time could be different. Yeah. Is because this judge is relatively new on her case. Oh, okay. Only appointed two years ago. Okay. Now, to say that hasn't changed anything yet, but I don't know if how connected this judge is in the, like the money, like right changing hands portion of this. But if she has no financial thing to gain from this, I can't imagine what her reasoning right. would be to keep her in this. Because another thing, Brittany. Uh, pleads a lot in her statement is like the state of California and I think she's kind of calling on the people above this judge yeah. to kind of look into this and be like this there's no way this is legal and like this or even right yeah. like so I think she's also hoping that like this can go above this judge just yeah. in case this woman is um not gonna side with her. Yeah, not gonna side and with keep her. Keep her dad on the conservatorship and keep her just this whole thing going. Going for another thirteen years. Yep. I do. I think you're right. I think she was putting it all her cards yeah. on the table and she's like, listen, like, especially knowing that this was gonna be given and open to the media. Yeah. She's yeah. like, I'm putting it all out on the table. Like someone needs to come help me. If it's not gonna be this judge, it needs to be someone else. Because mm-hmm. this is crazy. Yeah. I don't know. I'm really, really hoping. I like public opinion and the way, even though they've been, obviously we've been passionate and especially like the huge stands who camp outside the courtroom and picket it, like have been so passionate and it hasn't worked yet, but like it's just getting more and more people like the documentary, the New York times is constantly writing about it. And I think that Brittany is actually herself getting comfortable with utilizing her power. Yeah. You know, she hasn't used power the same way we've seen other women pop stars Mm -hmm. use it recently. You know, she's from a different generation. Totally. You know, even she just got famous so young that it's like, no, it's like she's 39, but she's been famous for like, three decades yeah her entire so i think like you know and she doesn't maybe not even necessarily understand the power of her relationship to her her fans fans. and how they can utilize social media on her behalf i think so too and so i but i do think with the documentary Mm -hmm. and i think news is starting to creep into her and she's realizing the actual power that she has even in this really powerless Mm in the hopeless situation. Yeah. So I think with that being said, yeah, I a hundred percent like agree. Like, I think that like this could be a real tipping point. Yeah. And I also just think like, because even if the judge comes back and says no, I think for her, she realizes that that's not the end. Yeah. And I'm also just kind of hoping. And I think what's, what she's hoping for is that like this public opinion is like, I mean, I want the judge to do the right thing for the right reasons, but like also like her, this judge's name is now like, very in the public sphere now yeah and just hoping that 
she's going to do the right thing just because she doesn't want a backlash. Yeah, you'd be surprised though. A lot of politician judges don't have shame like that. You should be ashamed. Yeah, should they be should absolutely be. absolutely ashamed about They herself. honestly should be. Okay, but what I also want to talk about is she says, I want to sue my entire family. Yeah. And so a lot of people on the internet have been talking about Jamie Lynn, her sister. Yeah. Now, we always thought that Jamie Lynn was like her only ally. And now people are saying like she's in on it too. And like she's getting... Um, she's living off of this money too. And that's why she, she wants to wait. Get. You did hear that. Yes. That she's living off the money yeah. as well. Okay. Yeah. And that's why she wants to, it to get to continue as well. We, but I have seen no like fact or like, it's just people, you know, talking on TikTok and Twitter. Yeah. But it, we, you, like you said, like she does say, I wanted to sue my whole family, not, my just my dad yeah we not do, like just my parents yeah, yeah and we do know that her brother is a little mini jamie mm-hmm. like he'll, he'll go on interviews and just talk so much crap about her yeah i mean he talks about her like she's not even a person yeah like he didn't certainly not like it's her sister yeah it's his sister so that's another question kind she's of question the family mark. sister <laughs> yeah that's another question mark is like what's going on with jamie lynn yeah, I want to know if anyone knows. Oh, because I did find out because she, but she appointed Jamie Lynn to be. That's right. I did hear to control the estate that her kids would have if she died. It's something very specific like that, and she appointed her. So I do remember. Maybe we about could that. be reading into the word family a little bit too much. Yeah, maybe we should. She's we'll not, do maybe a little digging and maybe yeah. kind of post an update to the story. Yeah, because I do want to know because I just really I hope. know I hope her boyfriend is really on her side yeah. and supports her. I hope there's someone in her life that's got her back like a hundred percent because yeah. she just says she feels so alone and like. I mean, how could you not? Yeah, you have no agency over your your life. Crazy. Someone like freaking KFED has more control over your life than you. I know. And it's like during the conservatorship, like there was even a time period where like the narrative had shifted to like Kevin Federline like being like the better person in the situation. Remember when he was like better than her? Uh Uh-huh. It was like a year or so ago. He was asking for he's asking for more money. Yeah, he was asking for more child child support support. from like twenty to thirty grand because Oh, because he was having to take the kids more and he has stepchildren and children from other relationships and he wanted to have them to be kind of like kept to the same accommodations as Brittany and his kids. Yeah. But like the reason that he had them more is because her team won't let her see her kids. So it's like he was taking advantage of that situation as well to get more money from her. So it's like people are coming. I mean, it's. Everyone is using Everyone's her. coming at her from every freaking angle. And no wonder she doesn't doesn't trust people and is scared of people. How can you? Yeah. But let's close out with like the final quote from Brittany in her own words. Yes. She says, I deserve to have a life. I've worked my whole life. I deserve to have a two to three week break and just, you know, do what I want to do. But I do feel like there is a crutch here. And I feel open and I'm okay to talk to you about it today. But I wish I could stay with you on the phone forever. Because when I get off the phone with you, all of a sudden, I hear all these no's. No, no, no. And then all of a sudden, I get 
I feel ganged up on and I feel bullied and I feel left out and alone and I'm tired of feeling alone. I deserve to have the same rights as anybody does by having a child, a family, and any of those things and more so. Thank you for listening to another episode of We Might Be Overthinking This, but I'm, I'm your host. <laughs> Ali. <I'm- laughs> What's your name? Dara. Free Britney. And it's always Free Britney, bitch. <laughs>